0: Plushcare.com/slash-weight-loss. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to health care. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: I'm excited
2: warning in the next half hour. There's going to be a lot of talking
1: (laughs) and it won't be coming from us. (laughs) Hello, Douglas Anderson. We can't see you or hear you. I cannot wait to see your face. Just about hear you. Are you there, Douglas? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? We can hear you, we can't see you. That's one thing, we've got 50% of, of Mr. Anderson. Okay.
3: At the moment, at the moment, this is old fashioned radio. Now, what do I need to do to get the visual up here? You need to
1: hacktivate your camera. You need to hacktivate your camera. If you move, are you doing this on a computer or a telephone?
3: I'm doing this on a computer. I can start video. Is that one? That's what video. we need to do because yes, at sir. the moment
1: we are Doug Less.
3: Now, now we're we Doug, Doug Full. Yes. Doug full
1: Welcome. 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 Welcome.
3: Lovely. Lovely. Oh look at that. Look at that. I was um I was I popped in at about ten past nine and I popped out again at quarter past nine to go down and play with Janie the cat who we talked about the last time. Yes. And um, I wasn't sure if I if you guys were in a split screen or not, uh, but you are in the same in the same, in the same. We are in the same thing. Catherine is my bubble. I'm we're in.
1: We're, we're allowed to bubble up. Um, so we are in the same place. You can't see. Catherine, if you move your head ever so slightly, that is a Frank Cybottom Ouija board behind us. It can only contact paper mache um, ghosts. Um, and it, yes, Dougie has made his tie out of off cuts from my shirt. Beautiful. Look at This, this is I amazing. Feel
2: quite left out.
1: How yeah. many candles have you? I, I can see four candles, four, <laughs> but are there any candles that we can't see in that room? That's what everyone wants to know.
3: You know, all the candles that are in this room are lit. They're on show. Um, for, see this candle there? Yes, yes. Sir, the one balancing on your finger. Yeah, that is, um, well, that is the light that burns since Brian Jones died, I guess, because right above that, these are the stones on Primrose Hill at about five, six o'clock in the morning in about late-ish 1966 when Gerard Mankiewicz pulled them out of club, said, let's go somewhere, let's do a photo shoot. That's from the photo shoot that's signed and went on to be the cover of the Between the Buttons album, which came out in... Um January 67. So, you yeah, know, you ask about candles, you get the story. Wait,
1: could you just, and we'll get on to the film in a minute, right? Which Catherine hasn't seen. Can you just do the thing with the finger again? Is that where you got the idea for the titles of the film?
3: <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. But it's very, very similar, isn't it? I think it looks like E.T. Yeah. I think this one as well, watch. There we go. Ooh! Candles there. Candle's
1: there. He's good at that. How do you do that? Because I can't even, looking at the camera, I can't even sweep my hair back the, the right way of the parting without getting confused. And yet you're balancing candles like nobody's business.
3: boils down to that thing of um, where, where, where the genius happens and where your comfort zone is are two different places. Yeah. I have immediately jumped on um, I've got out of the comfort zone by working the video and then I'm started pointing at things don't really know what I'm doing but it's exciting um, people seem to be into it and so um, very yeah. happening <laughs> very modern RPGM moment this is living this
1: is how living. are you finding now how long have you had the cap by the way for those who don't know this is uh, Dougie Douglas Anderson TV presenter author filmmaker he's got a new film coming out and we're going to show a little clip of it I watched it today and it's um Oh, it's, it's just really beautiful. And it's what it's about. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. It's about one of my favourite things. Mm-hmm. Always. And I haven't done it for a while, but I went through a thing a few years ago, going through London and looking up. It's oh, yeah. called looking up. And looking up. That's where the action is. Yeah. and That's that,
2: where and, the action is. And people is. rarely do it. You can walk down the street day after day and never do it.
1: Yeah. And he's made a, he's made a lovely... Oh, good. Tea. I'm this glad. This guy has made a
3: beautiful film about it. i don't don't know if the clip that you've got will make sense uh, without the context but um just to give you a a bit of context i got the original idea when i was back in, in edinburgh last year early last year i think and i was looking at this beautiful stone masonry on the top of this church and then i was looking at everyone in buses walking along just not taking it in at all and i had this beautiful kind of mindful moment and i just started thinking about how we don't really look up mm. anymore. and um and i guess the film is it's, it's a, a quite a mindful film i guess but it's not a film about mindfulness let's make that very clear not that there's anything wrong with making a film about mindfulness no. but there is a distinction mm-hmm. a distinction between mindful films and films about mindfulness there's a distinction between cameras here or candles here candles with different things in different positions in different places. Anyway, so you might remember the last short film I did, um, maybe about three, five, three, four years ago now, and it was based on the James Mason film, The London Nobody Knows. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that played out the BFI and all that. I said last year, I I need to do another film, wasn't really too sure what to do a film about. I thought, I've done comedy, documentary did the three minute chat show which completely opened up a a brand new realm of the chat show format which i was so excited about and everyone involved in film were so excited about and was met with literally no excitement from the industry that i was attempting people people were scared
1: people were scared of it dougie it was it was too new for them they
3: just couldn't comprehend so for this one i thought I just want to do something different, and I didn't know what it was. And um, the good lady, Mrs. Anderson, said, just wait, don't, don't, you, do, don't think about getting an idea. Something will come to you at some point. And it did, because sometimes when we stop thinking, we've all been there, we're all artistic. When you're trying to find an idea, think about something, you just don't bloody know what it is. And then you stop thinking for a while, and it pops mm. So that's what, that was, in essence, the genesis. And I've got to say, it was a little bit problematic in the days of COVID, trying to get their filming at times, when um, people are sort of pointing and saying, you're not two metres from this. So, so when did you film this then? This isn't filmed, I thought this was pre-COVID. It was pre and during. starting started oh. kind of the tail end of last year. And then again in late winter early spring and then the whole covid thing happened and obviously everything shut down started doing editing and all that kind of stuff to it and then managed to get out again when things kind of loosened up a bit i must say we are doing a sound mix next week the whole 5.1 stereo mix and the week after that is the final coloring and grade so it's not quite finished but it's oh it looks stunning
1: can i tell you my Favorite, I'm. It's. It, it, I've, I've seen it once. I want to watch it again. But the thing that really stuck with me the most in my my initial watch, the train, clippity clap, clippity clap, bit, because it took me a little while. I was going, well, that sounds very rhythmic for a train, but it seems to fit. It took me a while to work out it was the yeah. soundtrack. Yeah. and It wasn't actually the train. And then every time you just caught a little glimpse of the train, you just get a little hint of the clippity clap, clap. I
3: loved it. I loved it. You've always really been my target audience, and it's a shame there's only one of you. And, I mean, I'd love Catherine to see it. I mean, it's a shame. I thought, I did text you to say, send it to Catherine so she no. can... He did.
2: Now, he sent it to me on the day of my daughter's birthday, and so unfortunately I've been on birthday business all day.
3: Two momentous things happening in the same day. <laughs> and you might best aunt, your daughter and I'd rather she didn't watch it just yet. I think mother should um you know you know be the be, be the judge um before before daughter. I'm a bit of a traditionalist in that sense.
2: Um, <laughs> I'm gonna give it a watch tomorrow, doggy. I
3: always I always give my stuff to Jane Birkin before I do to Charlotte Gainsbourg. You know you would. Shall we play the little clip of it? Is there anything what? you would like to,
1: to this does feel I'm I'm Letterman. You're Leno. Oh you could be Paul
3: Schaeffer. <laughs> <laughs> just where's your keyboards? i've got a whole Schaefer thing yeah Maybe, is this to a british audience uh, just a bit odd he's kind of there i ah, dive you know, and all that stuff it's like, it's yeah. I mean, you guys
1: are more um i remember watching you remember when david letterman about 1992 did a week of shows over in the uk yes and me and my friend simon um, had been um, we let's just say we'd been on a magical mystery tour that day, and we to get into the Beatles theme, and we were watching one of those episodes, and it, it occurred to us obviously that Letterman it was Satan, okay, and that Schaefer was um, Mephistopheles,
2: okay, one of the demons, yeah,
1: like his assistant, and like because Letterman is actually quite, I mean, he's brilliant, he's actually quite cold and condescending. And, and Schaefer's just like...
0: <laughs> yes, master.
3: Yes. Yes. yes, master. Yeah, it's an odd one, isn't it? I caught myself thinking last week, I wonder what happened to Michael Esseney? Now, remember the Michael Essene show? It was basically, he was a, a teenager in America and he started doing a talk show from his own house with oh. uh, his dad being the sidekick and all this kind of thing. And it was on... I think it was on a US network for a while. It'll probably be on YouTube here somewhere. I've just written it down so we can look for it later. I don't remember the name. Um, On the same week, I started thinking about the Chris Isaac show. Oh, with the mermaid in the fish tank. What? I never saw any of it at the time. And I popped on, because it was never shown here, unlike Larry Sanders, Seinfeld, whatever it is. It was, it was shown over here because I used to watch it with. It was on like two o'clock in the morning, I think, or something. It was very obscure. Yeah. But it was a kind of Chris Isaac playing a version of himself, wasn't it? I think. Yes,
1: he was. He was Chris Isaac, and there was a there was a talking mermaid in a fish tank in a club. I think he might have solved crimes, but I'm not totally sure if he did. All
3: right. Okay. And, and last on talking about or extolling the greatness of David Lynch. I forgot that he, I think, directed the Wicked Games video. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 it's a by the by, I just I,
1: going it, down the tangent. Of course, the British equivalent of uh, b- both of those shows that you mentioned, of course, is the Jack Doherty show, which we um, really struggled. We tried to find some clips of it a few
3: weeks ago, and there's there's not really, it's not really a lot online, oh, unfortunately. That was um, that was a big show for Graham Norton, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. He filled in for a week, and then he became Graham Norton. Yeah, and it was filmed down at the Whitehall Theatre, just a, a stone's throw from, from Downing Street, wasn't it? Right, that's where it was. It was
1: a theatre, quite often it was. It was, you know, there were thirty people in the audience.
3: Yeah, but it was very odd, and he had the band. Oh gosh, how I miss these conversations that only can here I can never have them. Um, the house band, I think. I don't know if it had two different house bands, but the house band, the leader of the band, was the eldest son in the old Oxo adverts with Linda Bellingham. Oh, now this is why we need you.
1: Because we watched quite a lot of that and didn't have... That lovely bit of information. No, I would have sought him out. Delicious informazione. That's mm-hmm. incredible. Shall we watch the
3: clip? Is there anything you want to say before I play this clip? Fingers crossed. I play this clip. It could go all probably wrong. I don't think so. I mean, it would probably make a little bit more sense in the context of what comes before and after. But it's quite hard doing a trailer for a ten-minute film. I find so. Yes. A taster. Um, I just ask people to relax and hopefully enjoy it, and um, yeah, be kind. Look up.
1: Here is a clip, and it's, is it is it looking it's looking up, isn't it the title, or is it? Yeah. Here's a clip from looking up the new film, as yet unreleased. This is a this is a bootleg um, from Dougie. you Muppets there's a delay of course there's going to be a delay from when you do it because we're doing that it's alright we'll edit that bit out could you right yeah. I can I'm go sorry. back a bit do you want me to start on Chris Isaac again and we, can just... we don't need to go back that far um, let's right we're going to do it Lovely, isn't it? It's really, really oh, lovely.
2: Yeah.
1: It's really lovely. It's beautiful. And it's very, it's um, what you don't get. We, we, I think we've talked about the detectorists before, Doug. in. one of the reasons I like it so much is it's so slow. And that could often be, seen, you know, some people could consider that an insult. And it's not. It's just really slow. And I love it. And just watching this for like nine and a half minutes, it's just, it's slow.
2: I could do with some of that. I'm going to watch that when
1: we get back, I think. It's beautiful. Well done. Oh, no, hang on, now we've muted you. Hang on a second. You're probably the mouthing no thank you. There we go. Well, well done.
3: It was. It's beautiful, Doug. It's really, really beautiful. Well done. Well, it's been, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Thank you, Kath. Um, I it, I had a bit of a rush job last week and the week before because the, the final date for submissions for the London Short Film Festival, which is affiliated with BAFTA, was today, actually. So I had to sort of quickly get everything... In a place where it could be submitted along with the requisite info, which which has been done, so that felt that felt nice. Find out in September if it's been accepted. Of course, you can go to other film festivals as well, and and we'll get it out there because um yeah no it's it, it's uh it's nice to be in the position it is now. I've I've got to say, and and those who have seen it, because I I kind of went to a few people. That I kind of liked, uh, that I wanted to see it yourself included, and they all sort of came back saying the same thing. And one, and one, one of the things I, I really liked, someone said it was like a, it was, it's like a meditative essay on the search for calm. And I thought, oh God, I'm just absolutely going to nick that line for, for some kind of tagline, uh, w- w- which I did. So <laughs> <laughs> <Good. laughs> well, that's been nice. And I tell you what else was nice on a slight filmic segue. Um, I had blinking internet problems uh, three weeks ago. Internet had gone down in half the street, so I was suddenly left to watch DVDs. Now, um, it's quite a sad start to this story. About 18 months ago, I kind of got rid of most of my DVDs, kind of wow. music, and all that because what with streaming and all the rest of it and i kept a few little gems just just because i couldn't throw them out wow only without netflix without amazon prime it's like what are we going to watch because don't really tend to watch that much television tends for films or the television we do watch on you know things on netflix and i watched kez for the first time in a long time and i'd kind of almost forgotten the, the beauty of that and indeed the sadness of it but also I'd forgotten Lynn Perry Ivy Tilsley playing that role in it God she is do you know what? I've not seen that for about 30 odd years
1: and you, yeah Ivy Tilsley is in it how funny I was thinking about her at the weekend
3: well I think when I think about her I think about her on Shooting Stars and that very odd appearance on the first um, series of Shooting Stars when she was on I think she just left Coronation Street or maybe she was still in Coronation Street at the time it's kind of kind of odd um, seeing that. And also what I started to do for the third time over was re-watch The Sopranos. And I was watching you guys tonight doing your, your plugs for some of the sponsors and all that. And there's a great, I i can't remember if you're a Sopranos fan or not. I have,
1: I watched the first season and then I just stopped for some reason and never picked it up. Oh, I enjoyed it, but I, just, I did, for some reason didn't dive back in.
3: Yeah, I was simply retort with an African funk band named Matumbi. <laughs> The interesting thing is that um, at the moment, there's a a really good podcast. I don't tend to listen to that many podcasts because, as as the comedian Charlie Baker says, in London, you're never three feet away from a podcast. (laughs) And there's a great one called Talking Sopranos, which two of the actors, the guy who plays uh, Michael Imperioli, who plays Christopher in it, who was in Goodfellas, and the guy who plays Bobby Bacala in the Sopranos, um, Stephen Sharipa. And it's really, really good, especially if you're a fan of the film. They've obviously have to do these adverts throughout it. And yeah. they, they don't suddenly go to an advert. They have to do the advert. So, you know, we're now sponsored by this, that and the next thing. And it's quite a tricky thing to do. And yeah. I guess you guys, you, you do it very well because what you... You just can't pretend you're going to do an advert, can you? You just have to go, right, we're now sponsored by these people. Yeah. Need we need them, so we're doing this at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much, because we need the money, blah, blah, blah. Which brings me on to a question for you guys. Um, So I saw the Guardian article, because last oh. time we were on a different station.
1: Yes, talk radio, yeah.
3: March time, I think. And I saw the Guardian article come up. I was like, oh, blinking heck this is it. <laughs> and i think i had a picture of you both and sound bites and all that kind of thing and um and i always think it's very cool what you're doing anyway and i like the fact that catherine's friends with katie potrick
1: oh this, yes
3: i great really like katie putt i think she's really cool and great and i really liked her yacht rock uh, oh it was
2: awesome wasn't it
3: and i think she's got uh does she do a perfume something to do with perfume? yeah
1: well, I don't She's know, also friends with Sparks as well. Really good friends with Sparks.
3: Almighty, and isn't it great? He still does the dance, isn't it? Yeah. He does, you know, and everyone goes nuts. Oh, God, I love it. That, that, along with perhaps watching Queen Live Aid, things that just undisputable—they just make you feel better. Yeah. Life and life in general. Um, I forget my point. I kind of segregated off from Katie. You read
1: the Guardian article.
3: Yes, I read the Guardian article, and and I thought, right, this is this is brilliant. I didn't really know how how it worked, how you're going to do it, because you're kind of spearheading this this revolution. Yes, um, and not just because cats indiscriminately appear. <laughs> <laughs> it's the internet. We have to have cats involved somehow. That's what it's for. Yeah, the question is: is it obviously it's hard work, but it must be quite. Um, gratifying and i would hope exciting
2: yeah because we're in charge aren't we we can do what we want pretty much
1: ian
3: <laughs>
1: uh it varies for me for da- from yeah. day from to day today here's the thing dougie how how honest do you want us to get because we can get uh, really honest if you want you
3: need to get as honest as you can without anyone feeling uncomfortable okay, I, okay. Maybe, maybe the question should be to catholic catholic mm-hmm. honest should, should
2: you both be? Uh, I think we can be completely honest. That's the whole yeah. point, isn't it? here's the thing.
3: It was, it's a,
1: it was a thrill. To, we are pioneers. For the first time in, in, in 20, 25 years of doing this, this cat was all over the place. The first time in 20 years, I'm actually involved in something that is pioneering. You know, mm-hmm. We're the first people that Twitch have approached and said first a traditional broadcast saying, would you like to come over here? So that's great. Is it paying my bills? No, it's not. Unfortunately, um, uh, it, it, it's, it's better than not working. And Kath, you know, is earning more money than she was at talk, but it's not covering all my bills. And there is a real part of me that um, has lost the joy that's lost the joy I'm enjoying this I'm working with my best friend and she no one makes me laugh like she does maybe my youngest at the moment because he's on a really good streak at the moment but no I can't compete with that I mean no one makes me laugh like Catherine and I think the shows that we're doing are really really good and it's psychologically it's fascinating how twitch works compared to radio but just Dougie there's a bit of a there's a significant amount of the joy is gone i think you're still
2: grieving i mean we did get our fingers quite badly burned didn't we by uh what happened before yeah. yeah but also you're you know you've got your eyes on something else i don't know if you know this doggy but he's retraining so he's got other plans
1: i'm going to i've just signed up to a two-year counseling diploma um yeah. starting in september so th- at the moment the plan is in three years is to this is show business is gone and i become a full-time counselor I, I don't know where my head, my head in three years time might be in a completely different place or something, but that is,
3: part of me has given up, has given up. I think it's pragmatism. Yeah. Because the show business that you once knew, um, it, it doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Things do change. It's an easy argument to say a lot of the time, they change for the for, for the worse, not, not, not for the better. But um, as we've discussed before, you know, it's not a meritocracy. Um, there is uh, the, the whole celebrity culture is still kind of st- as strong, or well, stronger than any other type of culture at the moment. I always laugh at something that happened to me, and when I say laugh, um, get angry and weep um, <laughs> when uh, the numerous times you're told, yes, you'd be perfect. Yes, yeah, of course we want you to do this. Don't have the Twitter followers, and of course, how do you get Twitter followers? You need the gig, and mm-hmm. the, and it's all a bit odd. It's all a bit odd, but I think with reaching as a counsellor, what you're doing is—I sound like a buddy counsellor now. Um, you're not closing any doors; you're just opening up doors. Yeah. Yeah.
0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to health care. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Only at Sleep Number Stores or Sleepnumber.com.
1: We have got a new sponsor. Now, this is Harsh, who is um, an accountant. and I just mentioned him the other day on the stream. I like, have oh, got this, this guy Harsh is is a new sponsor. Yep. Yeah. He's had he's had two gigs well, already. You know
2: why a lot of people needing to get their finances in order at the moment. Now
1: this is what I have done. That's his details there. You- okay? Harsh Singh, Hf Singh and Co Limited reads the small print, so you don't have to. Exactly, um, he's been an accountant for twenty years. Um, he started doing it like he works for a big company, and then he started doing like he, well. The story he told me was about ten years ago. His dentist said, "Look, if, Harsh, if you if you do my accounts, I'll I'll do your teeth for free." Oh gosh, right? right. And he went, "Yeah, yeah, sure." It sounds like yes, old fashioned. Maybe I should make these So it uh,
2: is what we're saying is that you don't have to pay him actual money you can barter him in uh, in kind
1: There we go there's his details I couldn't I couldn't get his thing in a transparent ping. So there it is. All right? Um, at HFC Co on, on Twitter. And so he's, he's got really good teeth is what I'm trying to say. He's got really, really uh, good teeth. He does, basically, if you've got tax issues, um, now is the time to get in touch with him. Chartered accountant, chartered tax advisor specialises in corporate tax, the VATs, the personal tax, the audits... And the accounts. His special his specialities are income and corporate tax compliance, tax planning, HNWIs, that groups of companies, audit, management reporting, and charity reviews. Um, send him an email, Harsh at uh, and co.uk. And that email doesn't sound right, but it is. Mm-hmm. Harsh at and New sponsor. We're proud to have him on board. He's a good man. He's terrible at tag, but he's still better than you, Catherine.
2: He is, because you remember we had a meeting and mm. I didn't and I took my kids out to McDonald's instead. Mm, 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 We've been in all day. I had to get them out of their pyjamas. I'm talking about
1: tag, though, when he beat you at tag and you came oh, in the I running I hate
2: game. tag. I hate running. I hate doing anything like that. Yeah, I still turned up. Poseidon.
1: Safety management are back for their second month. Thank you, Devon and Cornwall. They're the only authorised installer of Radar Vision, which is this really cool kind of um, uh, what do you call it? Alarm system. It's a security doesn't system. Doesn't need yeah. power. Doesn't need the internet. It can you can set it up in a field if you wanted to. Um, you, we all know about Zeus the dog, and we'll see some pictures of Zeus later on. All of the staff are SIA licensed. Now that means nothing to me. So I said, Nick, what the hell does that mean? And he means he said that is the industry. Official licence, which means everyone passes a criminal record check and holds a qualification. All of the patrols are GPS tracked. They're getting excited because they know that they can beat Zeus in a fight. All of the patrols are GPS tracked and monitored by their 24-hour control room who assist members of the public, customers, and the patrols in the field as well as answering calls from Twitch racists and a man who watches this show and calls up the company and says, Penis. We know who you are. Thank you, Poseidon Safety Management. We'll do a lot more about you guys throughout the week. Gregorian! Big up!
2: Now, we've had a number of people suggesting that they might get married just so they can yep. uh, have Gregorian Emerson sort out the divorce for them. Yes. Because they are that... Good. They won't create any further drama than necessary. They make sure that the family, when it comes to it, is the most important thing. Right? You're still going to be a family long after you're not a couple anymore, and they want to make sure that that is done as smoothly and as gently as possible. Really tough time. They're not going to make it any more dramatic.
1: So excellent stuff from uh, Richard, and we thank you, thank you, thank you for your ongoing uh, support. And I mean, guys, where would we be without Somers Waste? Solutions. i tell you where com. we would be.
2: Knee deep in rubbish. Exactly. The Thank Somers you. boys what are she a, says. a family business based James in Bedfordshire. But they uh, can sort you out regardless of where you are in the country and regardless of what your waste needs are. So you might be a small shop. You need something, you know, sorting out on a pretty low scale. You might be a massive business.
1: And um, we think they can probably save you money and certainly make your company a whole lot greener. I was gonna ask what your relationship is with show business now because of course we met when we were working on Rise together you've been there before me and then I kind of was was pushed in to you know to help steer it into the ground um but you've done huge tv shows and I remember you telling me about or it's I think it's in your book isn't it about you going to Chris Evans's house what? and handing him a present um but you've not been on telly as far as I'm aware for for quite a while and I wondered have you stopped, Have you given up? Is are you? Are you well, do you consider that the past, or are you just waiting
3: for the call? Um. Well, kind of things. The things move on. Sometimes they come back to you. I kind of, I kinda, I, saw, I saw the way that TV was going, and I thought, I don't know where my place is in mm. this. I really don't. And especially now that budgets are the way they are the kind of my niche kind of things don't really exist anymore Mm. because it is all about you know how can we do a load of these shows for this amount of money and all that and i guess i got into tv via a short film i'm still doing that i got into working on movies being you know the music consultant and stuff like um american animals which which did really well and i was working again actually at the tail end of last year on another film that Bart Layton didn't direct, but his company were working on. So that was, again, me just going through my record collection saying this tune would be great for, this Julian Klasibankis solo album song would be great for that moment in that film. And so doing stuff like that and writing books, and the, the money you get from writing books is not huge, but you can only do what you can do. and it would be ridiculous for me to be sat here going, do you know what? I'm really envious of what Dermot O'Leary has got going for him at the moment because Mm. he's got his thing and you, you have to, um, you have to do what you can do in the situation that you're in. That might mean writing a book. It might mean directing or writing a short film that gets put into the BFI archive, which is what happened with me. And so, you can only do what you can do can't you mm. I'd tv i really would but i guess you have to wait on the opportunity arising and do what you can do in the meantime or even not in the meantime just think that was then this is now here i am going down this avenue but you don't close doors i guess that's the thing isn't it you just because mm. uh, it is weird that some people some <laughs> some people crop up years later and you go what the hell are they doing there you know and they have this kind of this, this second sort of burst of of a professional life. Um, I, I I was in the car on Saturday. I wasn't driving. Um, Mrs A was driving, and um, we've got this old radio in the car. And I just put this on smooth radio, and Jenny Faulkner popped up. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know Falky was doing anything at the moment, but there she was. Yeah. Very excited about some uh, mainstream chart hit from
1: 1995. Someone sent me. I've not watched it yet because that that period scares me. But someone sent me a clip of us. I think it was when um, two members of Bell and Sebastian were on Rise, and I think it was you and me that interviewed them. Yeah, yeah. wasn't it? I've not watched it. I've not watched it. I, I I I loved that year, even though I was very ill that year. I, I'm still really proud of that program. I think we had some amazing. I think it was really really funny. When it was at its best, it was
3: oh. jazz. Yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> it's a shame in a way. It's kind of sad. I, I never try and look back at stuff because it's almost like you must look forward. And you yeah. know, I get tiring when people live in the past all the time. But we did do some really, really funny and quite irreverent stuff, which um, which now I don't think would happen. It's a, and I don't want to sound like one of these people. You know, like you see these documentaries on Friday night on BBC Four. Yeah, well, you know, it was 65, you know. I mean, we were writing it. We didn't know we were writing it at the time. Oh, piss so, you know. um, <laughs>
1: off, No one had said fuck on television
3: before. <laughs> but I think um, it's, it's funny you mentioned Bill and Sebastian because it was 10 years to the day last week that we did our, we started filming our half hour film to coincide, with, I, I say we, me, Bill and Sebastian. Um, when we did our Write About Love film, um, How Quickly Ten Years Goes. Um, But you have to, you can only do what you can do in any situation. I'm I'm really glad I wrote the book Left of the Mainstream. I really am, because I had to write it when I did. And I don't think there's a television book, a book that's about, partly about television, there's nothing like it. Because the first thing I thought when I started writing that book was, I don't want my face to be on the cover. I want the cover to be something that you could put in a frame on a wall and people would come in and go, That looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's so a modernist cover. But these things, that kind of those little things like a cover's important, you know, it's those things are still really important to me. Like like the logo for looking up, how that line that that, that was I got that idea from an old 50s modernist thing and I thought, how could I play on that and make it a bit more now, a bit more, you know. 2020 those things are really important an album cover should still be a really cool design do you know what i bet katie poprick would agree with this follow- <laughs> she definitely would yeah, i don't
1: know I'm, I'm very jealous of catherine's friendship with katie uh, but I, I also i kind of live it vicariously through you i think it's the she's, coolest
2: she's every bit as cool as you would think but also kind of um nuts in a delightful way yeah, you yeah. know you think that I grew up looking at her thinking, oh, I wish you know, one day I could be as cool as Katie Pockrick, but no one is, right? But at the same time, she's very, you know, she's a very human person, you know, stuff happens to her, she falls over, she, you know, doesn't get to do her dress up and stuff. That, that stuff
3: happens. Next question is who are, who are your showbiz friends at the moment? Who's, who, uh, is there anyone sort of in your, um, your inner reaches? Who's, who's kind of- I can tell you that um,
1: Jesus, hey the cats. cats are kicking off tonight um i got four cats now dougie so it gets a little bit hectic here at night i can tell was it last night or saturday night it last, last night, night. Wasn't it? last night i had a two hour zoom chat with matt lucas oh. who got in touch and said do you do you want to have a chat and i was like yeah sure and we had a lovely chat about everything and he said some very very nice things about me that i struggled to hear so matt lucas last last that's no, good. That's, That's strong. Point. That's strong.
3: Stronger response, and I was fishing for but thank you.
1: Catherine? We're not quite
2: friends yet, but we're in each other's orbit, and I think we're going to end up working together. Rose McGowan, the uh, American actress oh, and campaigner. Yeah. She's incredible. Oh. And um, we've been exchanging WhatsApp messages for a secret reasons. But yeah, she's incredible. So
1: those are our names in celebrity poker, Dougie. Show us your hand.
3: Uh, well, you know, I'm one of these idiots who placed art over celebrities and and thought, I shan't, I shan't try and cultivate friendships with famous people just for the sake of it. I'll go and write the books, make the films and make the mixes and podcasts. And because it got me son's famous friends, <laughs> although I still... I still look back fondly to about three years ago when I had a forty-eight hour bromance with Shia LaBeouf oh. at the, the Forty-eight Cann- hours. Oh, Fantastic! The Cannes Film Festival, and um, I was there because my wife worked on American Honey, the Andre Arnold film. He was, um, you know, additional editor on it, and he's the he's the the protagonist in in the film. And the night before, the- is this sorry? Is this Honey Boy or? no american honey okay because i watched his
1: film honey boy the other day that's based on his, his childhood his childhood and his, his
3: which oh, yeah. it's incredible anyway sorry carry on i put it on my watch list yesterday actually so i'm going to watch it so american honey is the angie arnold film and it has a cast of a lot of, sort of uh teenagers from middle america who were all sort of flown over for the the premiere of the film and Everyone went out to have drinks in this in this pub in Cannes, and he was there with his cap down and trying to be incognito. And I was just there having a good time, and I thought I find him a really interesting actor because he's he's like an actor that doesn't really exist anymore. He's a bit dangerous, mm. and he does things and he says things. He's he's a bit like a sort of Dennis Hopper type, as in Dennis Hopper in the sixties. You know, my phone is going off. I'm
1: just going to switch. <gasps> I it was doggy. I was really- old. Oh. No, it was me. I'm really sorry. It's really sorry. Um, um, sorry, I have to apologise.
3: No, absolutely, absolutely. Just don't let it happen again. You well,
1: mean... no, I, okay. In that case, I will tell you those tweets, those messages, well, those WhatsApps were from magician Pete Heat,
3: saying he's really enjoying hearing you talk. Oh, that's, that's that's lovely. That's lovely. thank you. Um, I'm going to look into this camera here. Thank you, Pete. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and so anyway, I just started chatting away with Shia Labeouf because. I was just there supporting my wife and supporting the film and having a good time. And we had a lovely chat. I and mean, then he just, he got a bit serious for a second. And he says, uh, Douglas, man, you got a great energy, man. And that was it, that was us in this special bubble. Wow. I wasn't trying to impress him. And we ended up having these lovely chats about film. Because at the time he was filming Borg McEnroe, which I don't know if you've seen, You're know, when he, he plays John McEnroe. I didn't, I've not even heard of this, no. Yeah, Borg McEnroe, it's, it's worth watching. And then we had the next night, it was the premiere, we, we sort of hung about and just had nice chats about film and music and things like that, and it was cool. Then he flew back to um, Sweden, where he was filming Borg McEnroe, and, and I um, I flew back to London, England, where I was living at the time, and I'm still living now. Okay. And, um, and just have fond memories of Shire. And, um, you know, he's, he's gone through a hard time, but... Um, yeah, we had forty hours that um, I wouldn't change for the world. <laughs> oh,
1: beautiful! Oh, I love hearing you talk so much, Dougie. It's so nice to see you. Oh, what you What are you drinking in there? A cup of tea? White tea, Okay. <laughs> uh, is everything all right? You You sound you, you sound as upbeat as you can be during a global pandemic. Is everything all right?
3: Yeah, well, yeah, it's been t- difficult, as as it has for everyone. It's been difficult due to family illness as well, things, because, you know, all those kind of things don't stop, do they? It's a mm. the pandemic, but these other worrying things are, are still going on. Um, I kind of just, you know, I just got on. I, I was making this series of mixes for Mixcloud, Cloud Floors Up, so I just did more of them, got the film into shape for the film festivals, read like i well i am a big reader anyway, um but just read and read and read and tried to cultivate the mind. Can I tell you what I'm reading at the moment just because I'm reading, I had to get the book from America. It's impossible to get in the u k now everybody's talking. we all know Nielsen had a huge worldwide hit with it, don't we you know yeah of course used used in the film, but what loads of people I guess don't know, and I'm not including you guys in this, is that, you know, Nielsen didn't write it, the great Fred Neil did. One of the best yeah. ever singer-songwriters and a very elusive guy and a very, a person who kind of shunned show business in a way, but made this great art. Maybe that's why I've got so much empathy with him. So I think a book came out this year about the great Fred Neal. Oh, wow, I, yes, yes. The life, music and mystery of Fred Neil. And i couldn't get it for love nor money in the uk eventually I had to get it shipped in from america he wrote dolphins of course maybe his second most famous song yeah. the dolphins. and here's the thing that i'll say to anyone that's listening tonight if you're just in the mood to listen to a work of musical genius and you haven't heard fred neils the dolphins or you have but you haven't heard it for some time Make that you're listening when you go to bed tonight or when you walk into work tomorrow, because it's special and he's special. And I'm just having the best time reading this book.
1: I, um, thanks to my Spotify playlist, which I every, every Monday Spotify make a playlist for me. Some weeks, not very good. Mm. This week, oh, my God. It's, it's... thrown you a few
2: beauties oh, as well, isn't
3: it? awesome. The... Are you aware of Nick Gary? The Nightmare of JB Stanislas. Yes. Of course I am. It's the greatest
1: I forgot who I'm talking to.
3: Pop t- I, I, I've got can I pop in with another? Go I'm for it, go for in. it. Right. So a good friend of mine, Douglas T. Stewart from the BMX Bandits, Scottish Indie Royalty, has produced some of Nick Gary's songs over the past few years. And um, I went to see Nick Gary play a tiny show at the heavenly social in you know just off great portland street yes in London. yes him and a guitar playing stuff some of these newer stuff which is amazing and uh, stuff from the nightmare of jb stanislas and at one stage i am god i'm absolutely not the kind of person that shouts out at comedy clubs at gigs all that, like that. i'm just there for the you know just sitting in the background and he said any requests oh hello and i just shouted I'd love to hear The Wanderer. You know, The Wanderer of the, of the mm. aforementioned album? Let me be the wanderer, I know I have to be. Oh God, it's beautiful. And uh, the whole album is is amazing. Wheel of Fortune is the one oh, and, for me. And uh, Little Bird. Um, it's, <clears throat> it's a strange album in the sense that for about a three month period in 1969, Baroque pop was going to be the next thing, you know, because folk rock had happened, country rock, and now baroque pop, this is the thing. It's going to be strings, lush strings.
1: Harpsichords.
3: Yeah, and it just sort of didn't happen. And then kind of hard rock came in, didn't it? It's so Led Zeppelin's first album, and then Black Sabbath and all this kind of stuff. It just didn't happen. So, yeah, Nick Gary is, oh,
1: God, cool. but I hadn't heard of him until he popped up in a Spotify playlist, and it was like this is incredible. But yeah. the, the, to bring it back to uh, everybody's talking, I heard Harry Dean Stanton mm. do a version of Everybody's Talking, and at the beginning he said, "This is a heroin song." I thought, "Is it? Well, I've never heard that." And then it makes, then it makes per- everybody's talking at me. I don't hear a word they're saying; only the whatever the Echoes <laughs> in my mind. Is it,
3: is it a heroin song? Fred Neal had, shall we say, issues. Okay. It. So um, I haven't I haven't got to the part in the book where it goes into what it is about because I've just got past the book his first album proper on his own was uh, Bleaker and McDougal. Now you've probably been to some of the record shops on Bleaker Street in New York.
1: Oh, oh there was a used to be a great shop Bleaker Street Records that sold bootlegs and then it closed down a couple of years ago
3: great place so Bleecker street mcdougall street um, beside each other one off oh gosh here's something to go one of the greatest album covers ever is fred neil's album bleaker and mcdougall photo and was taken in 1965 66 off him in the middle of the street late night new york is the village when it was still dangerous oh look at that yeah very cool look at that you know how you, a lot of people buy um well they, they frame their albums now yes because you know the best album covers are of course works of art. bleaker mcdougall by fred neil is absolutely one of those that should be framed it's beautiful isn't it and i like the fact it's late at night it's dangerous but what's in the distance there the empire state building yeah you know, yeah i want a hot dog
1: with some must with some mustard on it
3: yeah and um and he's just got his you know it's a bit it kind of harks back to that coen brothers film doesn't it the um mm. you know it's that it's that feel to it um yeah. I, i've thoroughly recommend to mention
1: this last week honey boy the Shia boo film it's it's uh, it just popped up on amazon prime which doesn't normally have a great selection
2: it's so strange you're the second person who's mentioned that to me in the last couple of days
1: it's it's beautiful it's um you know i kind of identify with it's it's about dads i mm-hmm. mean I'm not in a similar situation to but back. doesn't
2: he play the dad in it but actually it's kind of yeah. based on his childhood
1: and, and it's based on his recovery you know and what he yeah. wrote about his dad and it's um and it gets a it just, gets nice and a little bit psychedelic and meta towards the end mm-hmm. beautiful
3: really beautiful you're talking about beautiful films and films that have a heart to them and you mentioned Harry Dean Stanton. Have we spoken before, there's every chance we had, about Harry Dean Stanton's final ever film before he passed away? No, I've not seen it. Is it good? The need for you to see it is so strong that I'm going to do a quick 360. (laughs) Wow, I've not seen him do that in a long time. You better take this seriously. I've
1: not seen him do that in a long, long time, guys. Everybody, focus.
3: Oh, I implore you to watch it. It is beautiful, and it's life-affirming. Yeah. And we and at times it's a bit slow in a in a in a great way. I really you you would love it. You would both love it. I really. I please please just go and watch it when when you get the chance soon. You won't regret it.
1: All right, we're finished now. We'll go and do it we should let you go it's it's always such a joy to talk to you i miss you so much and i you know i you're one of my favorite people that i ever worked with on telly and we had so much fun when we when we hit that groove it was just it was effortless yeah. effortless you yeah. could just let go and fall and it was wonderful i must remember i don't even remember but i remember just rapping into a, making up a song into the break and it was you know just joyous it was
3: wonderful so thank you for those those oh. times Thank you, and and thank you both. I feel, I feel I've slightly spoken more to, to you than I have to, to Kath, and I, I don't want to appear rude. It reminds me, just if you'll allow one very, very quick anecdote. I once interviewed Michael Caine along with Dylan Moran um, for a film they were in called, I think, The Actors was a mm-hmm. film. And it was really disconcerting because you've got, obviously you've got Michael Caine and Dylan Moran, and you want to sort of speak to them both, but... I'm. I'm not equating Kane and Moran to you both. Let, let me let me say that. But um, Michael Kane had more of an effect on my life at that point because of, you know, Zulu Dip, Chris Bell, Italian Job, and Get Carter, and um, the man who would be King, et al. Um, I was a bit of a fan of black books at the time, but you know, more and more uh, Dylan did. So it, it was very. It was yeah. very odd. It was a very odd uh, interview to do. Again, not not that important. Um, in, in in prison, oh. okay, but just just thought I'd pepper. Just thought I'd pepper. Sorry, Dougie. Cat,
2: uh, the cat just jumped on my lap and let one go.
1: Oh, that was uh, very rude. On that bombshell, oh, um, we have to end on that. We have to. <laughs> Dougie, um, wh- who, now what are you on Twitter these days? At Douglas Chats. At Douglas Chats. And
2: boy, does he, and we're glad of it.
1: Um, and um, <laughs> if your other films are they up?
3: Are they around? Can people see them? Yes. They are on um, on mr DouglasAnderson.com. the link of which is on my Twitter profile okay and you've got, yeah you've got another stuff as well that I've just seen like the film Sebastian film and like, a lot of other nice nice things and music mixes and links to books and all that it's all there it's all
1: there a rarity we've got an actual genuine Ock there we got uh, there we go' sure. you, don't, you don't hear it very often these days and I love it so nice to talk to you. Love to, love to the family. Love to the cat. Thanks, Dougie. I um,
3: speak to you both. I miss you. I will. I will come on again and invite it to chat more. And and love to Katie Public. Love to. Oh, get...
2: I'll pass that on. There then. we
3: go. That now we get to. <laughs> now we get to them. See you later, Dougie.
1: Take care. Bye, 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 bye. What a nice guy. He's so nice.
0: Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next 3 years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend.